BetMGM tonight. Oklahoma's up 2-1 on Florida State, Peach. We're going to have to get some positive positive vibes for you right now. Never, never get excited, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 never, no, no, no. Don't you. you I, don't, I, don't no. Like, I don't like your attitude right now. You know, I had a crap attitude. I was having fun 30 Vegas minutes scored ago. late and tied the damn thing up, and then Florida didn't win the first period. So my parlay's dead. That's why I don't use parlays very much. I They're enjoyed my one nothing lead for like <laughs> six minutes. You know what? So did I, actually. So did I. When Florida was up one nothing, I felt pretty damn sure. good about it. So we both can sit there and remember it together. We did. And then also Kachuk left in the first period. So oh, there's that. Boy. I had a goal. Yeah. So, I, yeah. You know what? This game, it's just, it's a wash for me. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, NHL is completely on my list now. They're all on the list. With Gabe Vincent and with uh, Michael Porter Jr., I hate them all. It frustrates me. Well, hopefully Mark Malusis can help us, I don't know, at this point maybe find something Belmont Stakes to make up for some of the tragedies that we've had in betting tonight. Hey, first off, with the practice being canceled today, does that affect anything at all in your eyes, or is it just kind of, well, they just they needed to do it? No, with training being canceled this yeah, morning? No, yeah. I mean, no, pretty much. I mean, pretty much everything that was going to be done uh, had been done up until this point in time. Now it's, you know, there's nothing really, there's no major work that's going to happen two days out. Usually they'll they'll go out for a gallop and, and stretch their legs or anything like that. But uh, everything by, by the Thursday before a, a big race, you know, everything's been done. So that, that doesn't affect anybody. Now the question is, you know, do we get racing? Because... You know, they've got the racing fe- uh, festival uh, at Belmont, and you know they had a card today that was pretty good. A uh, number of stake races that got canceled, and we'll see if the air quality is good enough to run tomorrow, and if the air quality is good enough to be able to run uh, on Saturday where you have six grade one. So an unbelievable couple of days of racing at Belmont Park, highlighted by Saturday's Belmont Stakes, but uh, we have to see uh, whether or not uh, the air is good enough or clean enough to be able to run. Moose, props to you. You were all over National Treasure to win the Preakness. Mm-hmm. He is back in the Belmont. Bob Baffert, of course, the trainer. John Velasquez, the jockey. 5-1 to one is National Treasure. Do you like him at the Belmont this week? No, I, I really don't. Um, you know, in, in National Treasure, Blazing Sevens, uh, what a stretch duel we got. It wasn't a really particularly fast race when you look at it. It wasn't a really great rendition of the Preakness. But, no, I, I – so I, I think he can win. I think you know, and I, I think he's going to go to the front end just like he did in 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 Pimlico in the Preakness Stakes. And I think he'll get some pace pressure up front from Tapichu's breaking from the rail from Brad Cox with Jose Ortiz, who's a tremendous front running jockey. Um, so I don't think he's going to get his own way. Uh, but if he does, if you tell me that National Treasure and John Velasquez, who's a Hall of Fame jockey, is able to go out there and and say run the half mile in 51, 52, 53 seconds, something like that, and, and walk the dog, then I think you saw his fight down the lane in, in Pimlico. But um, I don't think he's going to go back-to-back. I think um, him firing the way that he did Preakness, I have a hard time imagining three weeks later that he's going to run that kind of race again at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. What about some long shots that just maybe a little sprinkle might be worth it? Yeah, I, th- I think the one you'd have to look at would be Hit Show. Um, for for Brad Cox with Manny Franco aboard, um, you know, ran a really surprisingly breaking from the rail in the Derby five weeks ago. Ran pretty well. Was well thought of. You know, was the favorite in the Wood Memorial. Lost that race by a nose. Um, out of Candy Ride, I think the mile and a half will suit him. Uh, if you're looking for a horse outside of the the main contenders, like we talk about Tappet Trice and Forte and Angel of Empire. Um, that would probably be the way that I would go. I, I think he's uh, an improving three-year-old. Like I mentioned, I think he can get the distance. 
Um, I don't think Brad Cox is here to run second or third. Uh, he's also going to be forwardly placed. That's the thing when you look at the Belmont. Everyone looks at the Derby and, and says, well, if you're running a mile and a quarter, now you're running a mile and a half, it should be set up for race horses that are coming from well off the pace. Well, not necessarily the case because usually the, the Belmont is a jockey's race. They usually don't go as fast up front. Usually winners are more forwardly placed than anything else, uh, either on the lead or just off the lead, maybe three, four lengths. You have to make your, route, your move pretty much early going into the far turn. Um, more often than not, by the final eighth of a mile of the race, the, the kind of the race has been decided. So um, I, I look at it, I think he'll be forwardly placed. I think he's bred for the distance. Brad Cox is one of the better trainers in North America. I think if you're looking for a horse to upset the apple card, that would weigh – it's not a huge long shot, but 10 to 1 on hit show would be the way I would go. Moose, Todd Pletcher and Brad Cox, between them, they have five of the nine horses in this race. I don't know if this is a bet yeah. out there, but I think it would be a pretty cool one. If I gave you those two guys <laughs> or the field to win the Belmont, what what would you take? Yeah, I'd probably take those two guys. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, you're, you know, you're tap at shoes, it's tap at trice. Um, you know, you're looking at uh, Forte, the two-year-old champion. Then you're looking at Hit Show, and then you're looking at, at Angel of Empire, who was my pick in the Derby, and is going to be my pick Saturday in, in the Belmont Stakes. I, you know, it's un, sometimes you see that you see that a lot in turf racing, um, where uh, you'll have Chad Brown have you know there'll be a field of six and all four horses running. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's 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 anything bad. I think it just shows you you know I, I think it's an interesting field of nine. I, I don't think it's an unbelievable race. Uh, I really don't. I, I think contention probably runs four deep, but I would take those. I would take those five against anybody else in the field because I think there's horses you can cross off. Like I don't think Archangelo, Archangelo can win. I don't think Tappet Shoes can win. Um, I don't think uh, uh, Il Maracolo can win. I also um, I don't necessarily think Red Route One can win, even though I, I love his human connections. When you look at Steve Asmussen and Joel Rosario. I just don't – I think he's going to be way too far off of it. I don't think he's going to be forwardly placed enough. I, I think win contention is with Tappet Trice, National Treasure, uh, Forte, and Angel of Empire. I really think those are probably the four – the only four horses that could probably win the race. And I'm probably giving National Treasure a little bit more love than I probably think he deserves. Hey, Moose, what do you think happens if they can't run this race because of the air quality this weekend? Yeah, great question. I don't know uh, what the contingency plan was been. I, you know, I, I talked to a couple of owners yesterday um, who were a little concerned. They didn't. They were. Uh, they were not. They didn't know exactly what would happen. I think they'd they'd run the Belmont Stakes. I think they could try and run it um, maybe the following weekend. But I don't. I don't have that answer for you. I think that's worst case scenario. That is pull the ripcord. That is disaster. When you look at it for. You know, for the sport of thoroughbred racing, who I'm a fan of, I know you guys like it. Is you, know, you think about it, you think about thoroughbred racing really a few dates a year. You think about Derby Day, Preakness Day, Belmont Stakes Day, uh, maybe a couple of Saturdays and uh, when it, when Saratoga's open, um, you know, in upstate New York, and then you think about the couple of days for the Breeders' Cup. Outside of that, it really doesn't grab the national attention. So, listen, they have to err on the side of of health and caution if the air quality's not there. Um, and it's not, you can't run it and it's at an unhealthy nature. The sport of thoroughbred racing can't risk it. They're not going to be running it. And the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, you know, came out and said it uh, earlier today. But I don't know what the, the contingency plan would be. I have not heard that. 
Moose, the Belmont, as we know, is such a unique race. It's a mile and a half. So just to give people an idea, like, what are some of the key things you kind of look for when you're handicapping this race? It's just because there's obviously really nothing to, to compare it to because it's it's so long, the normal races. Yeah, you know what? It's There are horses in today's day and age in North America, especially North American dirt racing. Turf racing is a little bit different. They're bred to run longer on the turf. Uh, horses aren't really bred to run a, be run a mile and a half. You know, this might be one of the only times that, that they run a mile and a half. So breeding is important. And what I mean by that is you look at it, four of the last eight winners of the Belmont Stakes have been uh, bred to tap it. So you see a couple horses in the race um, on Saturday, tap it trice, tap it shoes. Um, you know, the tap it bloodline has been really, really successful in the Belmont Stakes. Uh, the horses have been more grinders. They've been able to run longer distance, um, even at an early age of uh, three. Uh, that's been one th- something you look at. So you look at breeding, number one. You look at, does the horse run fast enough? And that's something when you look at past performances and you look at uh, the buyer speed figures, is he going to run fast enough? Then you look at race flow. And I mentioned it before, the Belmont Stakes is usually a jockey's race. So you want a horse that's not coming off the from – unless it's going to be a ridiculous speed duel up front, and usually you don't get that in the Belmont, uh, you want a horse that's going to be sitting either right off the lead or in that second pack of horses and not one that's going to make up a tremendous amount of ground uh, going into the far turn and going into the stretch because he's not going to get the pace up front to be able to run into when you look at some pace-dependent horses. So those are pretty much the three things you look at it. Horse in form, you look at the, the breeding of the horse, uh, and then you also look at the race flow, exactly how does it play out um, when you're looking at the entire field. Talking to Mark Malusis, bet MGM tonight. Can't have you on to not talk some NFL, though. Uh, a lot of people freaking yeah. out about Robert Sala uh, canceling the rest of their mandatory mini camp or just essentially saying, yeah, we got an extra week of training camp. We don't need all this right now. The guys need a break. Did you like it, not like it? I felt like it was kind of overblown a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was nonsense. I mean, honestly, like, what do we do? But here's the deal. We're, like, in today's day and age, people want to make a big deal about everything. So let me ask you, like, uh, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl this year, does it have any, or don't win the AFC East or don't make the playoffs, are we going to go back to a mini camp in June because <laughs> the Jets canceled it and say, well, that's the reason Twitter why. Twitter will do Jets it. Moose, you know Twitter's going to do that, though. So. Yeah, but that's nonsense. <laughs> I mean, but uh, do we all have to be morons? I mean, really, do we all have to be, like, to me, it's, and I get it, like, there are so many people that are hating on the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers and are just rooting for them to be an unmitigated failure. And there's an enormous amount of pressure on Robert Sala, but he gave you the the reason why. They're starting early. You know, they're playing early. Um, you know, the majority of the teams aren't starting when the Jets are, so why not go out there and give them a break? Listen, I, I think the early returns on Rodgers down in Florham Park being a part of OTAs, uh, he's been out in the town in New York with teammates. He's building a rapport and relationship. They want to hit the ground running. He looks refreshed. He looks like he's ready to take on the National Football League. And the Jets understand that, you know, a, a June minicamp isn't going to be the deciding factor. They need their offensive line to stay healthy. They need them to protect Aaron Rodgers. They would like to get Brees Hall back in the lineup and running the football like he did last year before he tore his ACL against the Denver Broncos. They know they've got a stud in Garrett Wilson, at wide receiver. There's a lot of things to like about this Jet team. I'd be more concerned about getting Quinn and Williams signed along the defensive line than I would be uh, whether or not the Jets are, are there at mandatory minicamp and, and the fact that Robert Sala decided to cancel it. 
Moose, are, are the Mets in big trouble? Are you pushing the panic button on them yet, or do you think that they can go on a couple-week stretch like the Yankees did and kind of turn around a little bit? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I mean, it's a positive sign tonight. They're beating the Braves 10-6. I mean, they they looked absolutely – and they led the first two games of this series only to see the Atlanta rally. You know, the thing that's been concerning about me watching them is is just the tone and temperament of the team, and that means is they played a lot of sloppy baseball. Like last year, Showalter, this team was cross the T's, dot the I's, ahead of the curve, kind of taking advantage of the MLB rule book, finding different ways to score runs. There was a lot to like. Now it ended really poorly. They collapsed late. Braves win the National League East, and they get eliminated by the Padres in the wild card round. This year it's looked completely different. Now, you know, people, you know, guys around the team are going to tell you, listen, it's it's a long season. We've got a ways to go. So they've dealt with Quintana being out. They've dealt with Cookie Carrasco being hurt. Scherzer, uh, Verlander, not to be in there the entirety of the season. They're both back now. The inconsistency, what you've seen, not having Edwin Diaz back into the bullpen. They've dealt with a lot. Offense has been remarkably inconsistent. Lindor is hitting under 215 on the year. Now you have Alonso out of the lineup. I think there's the potential for this team to go on the run, but I hate the excuse when people tell me, well, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, I, I get it, but you want to start to see signs of this thing starting to turn around. Last weekend was a lost weekend um, against the Toronto Blue Jays, and they backed that up with two straight losses down in Atlanta, two games in which they led but their bullpen couldn't hold on to the lead. So that's not a positive sign. We'll see if they're able to hold on to the lead tonight down in Atlanta. I still think they're capable, but my confidence is waning by the day. What about the Yankees and their situation now? They've lost two straight, but, I mean, they're up 3 nothing on the White Sox. But, that I mean, the AL East is just so loaded, and the Rays are just – I mean, they're, they're a juggernaut this year. Yankees nine games back in the AL East. Is there any outside hope that, like, hey, they get really hot and the Rays start to fall off and the Yankees win the division? Or at this point, is it, all right, they're probably going to be a wild-card team at best? Yeah, I think they're going to be a wild-card team. Right? And unless Tampa, you know, goes and, and goes into an absolute August swoon, which we've seen before, um, not necessarily with Tampa, with other teams. Yeah, I, I'm concerned now you take Judge out of the lineup with that with the injured toe and the contusion, the ligament issue. He got a PRP shot. Boone talked about it earlier today before game one of their doubleheader against the White Sox. There's no timetable for his return. That's concerning because now you're going to lean on guys in this lineup. They got Donaldson back. His bat has been hot as a firecracker since he got back off the IL. Um, you look at Giancarlo Stan, Anthony Rizzo. Um, the injury, you know, Glaber Torres has run hot and cold. So, I don't think they're winning the American League East. I think the Yankees right now is the goal is let's get into the playoffs, which I think they will. Let's get Rodon back into the starting rotation. Let's have our one, two, three of Cole, Rodon, and Severino, and then we'll go from there. Because the Yankees and a lot of teams have looked at, at what they've done in the regular season. Heck, a year ago we thought it was going to be a historic regular season for the Yankees. It didn't end up turning out to be, and they ended up losing in an embarrassing fashion to the Astros. So maybe this journey is a little bit more difficult this year. I think they're a playoff team, and I think the focus right now is having themselves the rotation healthy, playing their best baseball at the end of the year. Mark Malusis, lead sports anchor, PIX 11 in New York. Moose and Keith on the Better Network. Great to talk to you again, man. We're going to be tailing you on the Belmont for sure. Thanks, Moose. You guys. You guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Moose